is there a correlation between what we're seeing going on with the weather, with earthquakes, and national and international governmental decisions that pertain to the end times? All this and more on today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk Podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the Word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to the Faith Talk podcast. It's a blessing to be with you today. Listen, there is so much happening all over the world right now, and I believe with all of my heart that it is time to be prepared. We are in the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles season. We've come through Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, and we are headed toward the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement this year is on September the 15th, and uh, I believe that this day is going to uh, be a, a powerful day. You know, the Day of Atonement was the holiest day on God's calendar. It was the day where the priest one time a year was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies, through the outer court, through the inner court, past the table of showbread, past the the brazen altar, past the altar of incense, past all uh, all of the rituals and into the Holy of Holies behind the veil to the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat where God's presence rested. One day a year, the priest was allowed to go in there and sprinkle blood to atone for the sins of all the people. And this is that day, the day of atonement that we are talking about. And I'm believing God for his presence and his power to show up in a great and mighty way. Now, we know according to scripture in Hebrews that Jesus atoned for our sacrifice, atoned for our forgiveness once and for all. He was our sacrifice one time and for all. He became our high priest and he walked into the Holy of Holies in heaven, sprinkled his own blood on that mercy seat. And we are forgiven forever when we call on his name. And it is a marvelous thing to be forgiven. It's a blessing to be forgiven. But today, there is so much going on all over the world. There is so much taking place uh, politically and internationally. There's so much going on with the weather systems of the world and natural disasters everything like that. And I want to get down into some of that today. Do I believe that there is a correlation between decisions that are made in government and the natural disasters that strike uh, almost immediately afterwards? This is incredible. The information that I have for you today that over the last week, over the last week, There have been decisions made in governments, and there have been natural disasters that show up. Now, I do not believe that God's wrath is yet poured out. I do not believe that God's wrath is being poured out on the earth right now. I believe that there are individual judgments that God can uh, send, that God can use as a wake-up call, 
as a uh, as a, a way to get our attention because people are blind to the fact that God is on the throne, that it is his decision what happens and uh, and that we should obey his word. We should obey his word. And when we don't, then we see different things happen that are uncomfortable. We see different things happen that are calamity or disaster. And there are certain things that God said, do not mess with. And that is why I believe we're seeing some of the things we're seeing in the uh, in the national news and international news over the last week. So I want to tell you uh, a couple of the headlines that have taken place and then give you the uh, the update uh, based on what happened as a natural disaster or a national calamity following immediately. Let me tell you, when I say immediately, they happened within hours or within the next day. And there have been two of them over the last week. So I want to, I want to just, if your ears aren't perked up yet and you're not, your interest is not peaked yet, just listen to this. On September 7th in Mexico, September 7th, 2021, the Mexican Supreme Court unanimously ruled that penalizing abortion is unconstitutional, decriminalizing it across the whole country. Until 2021, legal status varied for abortion across Mexico. So you had different uh, different states, different areas in Mexico saying that this was uh, this was legal, this was not legal, kind of like it is in the United States of America right now. Uh, Texas just banned abortion beyond six weeks, making it nearly impossible for you to get an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy, which I completely agree with. Listen, people say, okay, you believe in, uh, you believe you're pro-life, you don't believe in abortion, uh, what if this happened or what if that happened? The examples that they try to give for that, for uh, for abortion, the examples of rape, rape, abortion, abortion that is as a result of rape accounts for 0.5%, not 50%, 0.5 of 1% of all abortion is due to rape. Now, I completely, you know, people say, well, what if one of your family members was raped? What if this? What if that? Listen, the abortions that are taking place because of rape are the exception and not the rule. So to say that we need abortion for that reason is completely out the window. We have 1.3 million abortions in the United States every single year. And to say that we need to keep abortion legal in every state all over the United States of America as a result of rape, that is completely out the window. Another reason that people give is to save the mother's life. Okay, that accounts for about 3% of the abortions that take place in the United States of America. 3% of 1.3 million abortions are done to save the mother's life. That's an unacceptable number 
to try to save abortion in the United States. So we do basically 1.3 million abortions in the United States every single year, 62 million abortions since 1973 in the United States of America. And we are by, by and large, by and large, these are elective abortions because women don't want the baby because they don't have the means to take care of the baby because the baby is uh is not uh convenient for them at that point in time they want to go to college or they want to do this or they want to do that listen abortion is an abomination to god i truly believe it god said he hates the hands that shed innocent blood and the most innocent blood i can think of is a baby inside the womb that has had no opportunity to do anything wrong against anyone has had no opportunity to sin it is an un uh, it is a defenseless baby inside the womb and i believe that we are going to see judgment on the United States of America if we keep pushing for abortion to take place in our country. And I'm thankful for Texas standing up and stopping it. I'm thankful for uh, for other states that are taking measures. And I do believe this is going to go to the Supreme Court. Could it be the case that overturns Roe versus Wade? That is yet to be seen. But I do believe it's going to go to the Supreme Court before it's all said and done because these different liberal um liberal organizations are pushing to fight back against texas over this but i would ask them a question at what point is a baby not a baby it's still a baby in the mother's womb it's still a baby from conception everybody that has seen a sonogram everybody that has seen a scan everybody that has seen a scope knows that that as soon as that baby begins to form six weeks later you know you're seeing organs form you're starting to see a heartbeat all of those things take place so by the time you know you're pregnant for sure you are uh the baby is already formed enough to have organs have a heartbeat there's a baby in the inside of you and so you know people argue well what if this what if that what if it was rape what if it was this what if it was that there are people out there who are willing to adopt a baby there are organizations that will help you along the way you do not have to get an abortion i know it's a terrible thing to have to sacrifice i know it's a terrible thing and it's it's not it's not your fault and you feel like you need vindicated and you feel like uh, there, someone has done something to you and taken something from you. All of those things, yes. But it is still a baby down on the inside of you. There are parents out there waiting to adopt. And if you will carry it through, someone will take the baby. Someone will raise that child. And it is still a child. It is still a baby. Either way you look at it. I know it's a terrible decision to have to make. But listen. This is uh, this is the, the exception and not the rule that there are rape babies. There are rape babies out there. Some people have raised their babies after they've been raped, and they say that it is the biggest blessing to them that, that they could have ever imagined. So, adoption is an option. Do we need to fix the foster care system? Absolutely. Foster care system is broken. Do we need to hold men more accountable? 
uh, just as accountable as women? Absolutely. We need to hold men very much so accountable. The Bible tells us, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, if a man can't take care of his child, can't take care of his family, he's worse than an infidel. And he can't say that he's a, a part of the faith. So men do need to be held more accountable for what they do. And we need to, uh, we need to make sure that we do start holding people accountable for their actions. That's part of the problem with abortion. And I didn't mean to go down this whole route today, but I'm pretty fired up about what's going on. The, uh, we need to hold people accountable for their actions. We've taught a whole generation that there are no consequences for what they do, that they can do whatever they want to and not bear any consequences, not have any sort of backlash over it, not have any sort of repercussions that the future's bright, that they can just get off scot-free no matter what they do. And we need to start holding people accountable for their actions. For one, men and women, because it takes two to get into that bed. And I would say to people who are uh, who are saying, well, yes, but but this is how kids act. And yes, but this is just what happens. Listen, when when our parents and grandparents were raised, they were held accountable for their actions. And when they got pregnant before they had uh, a wedding ring on their finger, they had to raise it. They had to raise it. And that was just it. Some of them got kicked out of the house. Some of them, uh, some of them had to go get married and, and, and work it out. And I just know, I just know that we are not holding people to their accountable to their actions enough in the United States of America. And so we need to start to do that. And we need to start to turn the tide on this. Listen, if you're not ready to have a baby with someone, don't climb in bed with them. And that is the bottom line. That That's the that's the, the message that should be coming from our politicians. That's the message that should be coming from our, our pulpits. Because I blame the pulpits of the United States of America for not preaching against fornication. I believe that. I believe the pulpits in the United States of America have not preached against adultery enough. We're not preaching against sin. If you would begin to preach that there is a, there is still truth in the Bible and sin is still sin, fornication and adultery are still sin, and if you're committing those acts with someone that you're not married to or not ready to have a child with, you ought not to be doing them. You get the wedding ring on your finger and then you go to bed. And that's just straightforward. That's just blunt. And that's how it is. That's how we were raised. You don't, you don't do that stuff before you get married. And especially if you're not ready to have a child and raise it. But we're teaching a whole generation that they can just press a reset button and just undo their actions and just go forward as it is. And that's not right. You're taking lives. You're destroying lives. You wonder why our workforce is down, why nobody can get anyone to help, why no one, why restaurants and businesses are having to close on certain days of the week because of, because of workforce shortages. Well, we've killed 62 million of them. Maybe they would be the ones going to work right now while nobody else wants to work and sit home and collect a check. Let me tell you, this, this is a, a whole mess. There is fallout from the abortion, uh, the American Holocaust that we have created. There is fallout from it, and I believe we're just beginning to see it. We're just beginning to see it. So Mexico, back to my original point, 15 and a half minutes in. Mexico has uh, legalized abortion all through Mexico. There are no per- no repercussions, no penalizations for having abortion 
in Mexico. They decriminalized it all across the country on September 7th. Their Supreme Court said this is legal all across our country. At 9.47 p.m. near Acapulco, Mexico, the epicenter of the earthquake that happened. There was a magnitude 7.0 earthquake the same day at night. The same day God struck Mexico with an earthquake. You said God struck Mexico. I believe he did. I believe he did to show his disapproval of their decision. And I believe that when we do things that are against the word of God, that are against God's will, and we we thumb our nose at God, and we point our finger at God and say, I know your word says this, but this is what I'm going to do. Listen. The United States of America is heading down the same path. The satanic temple is uh, is coming after Texas, saying that it is their religious right to be able to have abortions because abortion is part of their uh, satanic abortion rituals. They do rituals with abortion. Abortion is a blood sacrifice to them. They they chant certain things as they have an abortion. They say certain things over their abortion. And this is in the United States of America. It is a legal blood sacrifice because the baby is still in the womb. And that's one of the reasons that the devil fights so hard against it is he wants those blood sacrifices. And I know this is gruesome sounding and I know it's a shock value to a lot of people. But listen, it is the absolute truth. The satanic temple is suing the state of Texas saying it is their legal right to have abortions for satanic abortion rituals look it up it's on the internet it's all over the news stations and that is the reason that they're giving that it is their legal right to do these rituals so you tell me if satan is on your side are you on the right side absolutely not if satan is fighting with you you need to find another side to fight on and christians who support abortion that should be enough right there to wake people up this is this is a war. The devil's not hiding his face anymore. He is showing up, and God is angry. God sent an earthquake, a magnitude 7.0, to Mexico. And I believe that if, if this case goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would overturn Roe versus Wade, I believe we're going to see blessing. But if the Supreme Court uh, does not overturn Roe versus Wade uh, and, and sticks with the side of the satanic temple, I believe that we are going to see something very similar in the United States. There's a, there's a fault line that runs right up the center of the United States, almost parallel with the Mississippi River, the New Madrid Fault, and I believe that very well could be, uh, could be something that we would see here in the United States is a great earthquake uh, and divide the United States almost in half with this earthquake. So uh, this is something that, I, that we need to keep our eyes on. And we need to be praying. We need to be praying that the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, that the Supreme Court uh, takes this decision by Texas and says, yes, we stand with this state. Uh, we do not stand with the satanic temple on the grounds of religious liberties. And uh, and they need to they need to stick with the Lord. Most of all, they need to stick with the Lord. So we can we need to pray, church. We need to pray about that. Also. Then this past week on August 27th, uh, the, the prime minister, the new prime minister, Naftali Bennett, 
and President Biden had a meeting in the Oval Office. They met at the White House and they began to discuss their plan to create a Palestinian state. Now, if you know anything about the, the state of Israel, the, the, the nation of Israel, you know that it was given to the Hebrew people. They were, it was given to the Jews by God. It was, it was something that was promised to them, handed to them, and God said, do not divide it. There are several spots in the Bible where it says about dividing the nation of Israel. And that is what President Biden and that is what Prime Minister Bennett want to do is to create a two-state solution and give Palestine, give the Palestinians some of Israel's land. This is dangerous. This is dangerous because God does not want it divided. God does not want the Israeli people to be slighted and have their land taken from them. But let me tell you, if it happens, look out. Look out to the nations that are part of it, the nations that are involved. And incidentally, President Trump was all about protecting Israel. He was all about uh, creating peace over there. He was all about, uh, he was very pro-Israel. So was Benjamin Netanyahu, the last prime minister of Israel. He was very pro-Israel. He loved Israel and he, he didn't want to divide the land. So we had two very pro-Israel leaders are either removed basically on both sides removed from office and these new liberal uh men come into office biden and bennett and now they're talking about dividing israel august 27th they had this meeting within hours within hours hurricane ida had strengthened and the next day it hit it made landfall in louisiana and we know the destruction down there. We know the terrible situation that people are facing down there. The destruction that hit Louisiana, that they said it, it was only comparable to Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Interestingly enough, in 2005, right when Hurricane Katrina hit, President Bush was on the phone with Ariel Sharon over in Israel talking about dividing the land of Israel they had uh, they had come to an agreement to forcibly remove Jews from the West Bank to, to take them out of there and give that land to the Palestinian people so we see a parallel here if that's not enough to wake you up and say listen there are certain repercussions that take place when you mess with Israel when we mess with Israel the United States, the last few times we've done it, we've gotten a big hurricane. When you mess with babies, it looks like there's an earthquake involved. When you side on the side of abortion and side on the side of Satan, it looks like there's an earthquake involved. So look out in the next few weeks and months. We've got a lot we've got a lot happening right now in the news. We've got a lot happening politically, nationally. We've got a lot taking place. And we need to be in prayer now more than ever. Could the United States come to a grinding halt over the decision that President Biden has made to, to mandate vaccines? Could the United States, could people walk out of their jobs or get fired and, and we don't have a workforce now? Could that happen? Absolutely. We need to be in prayer we need to be in prayer, church. We need to be seeking God. We need to be looking up. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 
Luke chapter 21, and I didn't even read a scripture yet. I, I just rolled on into the, to the headlines, but the scripture uh, says this in Luke 21. It's basically uh, parallels what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 24. And uh, it says this, starting in verse 25, Luke 21, 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing from fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of glory with power. And when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. And just before this, he talks about the earthquakes. Just before this, he talks about the famines and the pestilence. All of this that we're seeing right now is taking place in the earth. And Jesus said, when you see all these things, look up because your redemption draws nigh. I'm telling you, church, it's time to look up. It's time to see the Lord. It's time to pray. It's time to hit our knees. It's time to fast. It's time to go all in for the Lord Jesus and to not have any reservations. We can see prophecy coming to pass, and that should be proof enough to us that we have a hold of the real thing, and we need to go even deeper in the things of the Lord in the days and weeks to come. Hey, I am not fearful. I'm excited. Don't be fearful. Be excited because God is moving here in the earth. And uh, I believe that as things continue to happen, we're going to see a great outpouring of his spirit. We may see persecution, but we're going to see a great outpouring of the spirit of God in the United States of America. And we're going to see a great outpouring in the church. It is just an amazing, amazing time to be alive. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm excited for you that God is going to bless you and pour out into your life greater than ever this day of atonement and tabernacles season next week is the feast of tabernacles uh, and it's the time of the year where the the jewish people build these huts in their backyard they build booths in their backyard and they live in those booths for a week and they seek the lord's face and god promised to visit them in an extra special way and i'm believing for god's presence to visit you in an extra special way coming up over these next days and weeks that his presence will rest on your household that his presence will will show up it is the time of the year where they believe god kisses us with his presence he embraces us and he kisses us with his presence what a beautiful beautiful analogy that god would show up and embrace you and kiss you with his presence i think that we all need that i think that we all are wanting that and so seek the Lord over the next week, over the next month, and let's believe God together that his presence and his power is going to show up in a great and mighty way as we leave this day of atonement and go into tabernacles. I know that his best is yet to come. I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer, and if you don't know the Lord, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer along with me. It is the greatest time to come to Jesus because of all that's going on all around us, and I'm believing that uh, as you come to Jesus He's going to come close to you. His word tells us that. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. And I believe that the best is yet 
to come for you. So pray this prayer with me. If you don't know the Lord, say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner and I believe that Jesus' blood has the power to cleanse me from sin. So wash me in the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Forgive me of every sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. Thank you for making me your child. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you said that prayer, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message on any of the methods that you listen to this podcast on or check out my social media. If you'd like me to like to book me to come speak at your church, like to book me to come sing at your church, I'll be more than happy to do that as well. You can get a hold of me on social media and uh, and let me know. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening in today. And I'll be back very soon with more information, more faith talk. And let's let's grow our faith in these last days. Cause your faith to rise up. It is a muscle that has to be worked. And you've got to get in the word of God for that to happen. You've got to fill your heart and your mind and your ears and your eyes with the things of God. So stay in the word, stay listening to worship music, stay listening to sermons and messages from your favorite preachers, and God is going to fill you with faith. You will not fear in these last days the things that are to come because I know that God is going to take care of his people in these last days. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I love you. Have a great day in the Lord, and I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you. And remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.